Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Roisin. And welcome to the Fitness Fertility Podcast. This podcast is all about how improving your physical fitness can help support you on your very own fertility journey. I'm a personal trainer who specializes in training women with fertility problems. I myself have PCOS and have had two beautiful boys, and I'm on a mission to help you do the same. Before we get into it, we will be discussing other themes such as where do babies come from, pregnancy loss and bereavement. We may also be sweary from time to time. We are optimistic, lighthearted girls, but we know this is a really stressful time for some of our listeners. We respect that. In this week's show, we will be discussing how to build your beach baby body whilst preparing for fertility treatment. Is that even possible, Maria, to build a beach baby body? <laughs> I mean, I've been trying to think of a, like a catchy way to explain this, Roisin, and I couldn't. So yes, it is. And uh, we will talk about it. And I'm actually really excited to talk about this. And I suppose one of the reasons why we are talking about it is because we are in beach body ready season. We are. We really hit that part of the Instagram reel where everyone is just getting cut <laughs> for the summer. Mm-hmm. And I suppose when you're training for fertility, you want to look great in a swimsuit. But you also have that pressure of not losing too much weight too quickly. Yeah. The reason for doing this show today is because so many of my clients, they come to me for fertility. They're excited to get started. What happens as we go through is that because they get fitter and healthier and they tone up, lovely things like their jeans start to fit again or their favorite t-shirts start to fit again. And these really nice things happen as part of the process. And then they just feel much more comfortable in themselves. And that's really, really important because a lot of people, when they're going through fertility treatment, they kind of lose themselves and their body changes. So it's it's a lovely thing to be able to do. Can you explain what are the changes that are happening to their bodies when they're going through fertility treatment? There's lots of different answers to this. One of them is there are the actual physical changes of, they call it putting on weight, but it's bloating and water retention. And because a lot of the medication is interfering with your hormones, a lot of women can look really bloated depending on the meds that they're taking. A lot of women will feel quite stressed and understandably, a lot of people take to food and chocolate and pasta and all that good stuff when people are feeling stressed. So there's a lot of factors that come into play. And when all of that comes in together, it just can affect how a woman kind of feels and how much weight she's carrying and that type of thing. So there's a lot that goes into it. But if we can try and manage that as we go through, it helps people feel in control and it just helps them feel happy in their own body or as happy as, as they can be. So the medicine is messing with your hormones, which is messing with how your body looks. So you are more bloated. Then you start having feelings of low self-esteem because you're trying to get your jeans on. They don't fit and you're stressed by the entire process. It's a yeah. recipe to eat bowls and bowls of pasta as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Just is. a recipe to eat everything because you feel like nothing's working. 
mm-hmm. and no control and you're just a bit grumpy and you are hormonal. If we think about a normal menstrual cycle, when people go through a normal menstrual cycle, you do have the times that we've talked about before where, you know, you were talking, I think last week, Roshan, about just finding food in your mouth and being like, what, what is happening? And then you realised, well, hang on, I'm at this particular point in my cycle. So if you're taking meds that really interfere with your menstrual cycle, you're going to be feeling all over the place. And I was reading on a forum just yesterday, actually, and lots of women were feeling really upset because they were basically saying, how much weight have you put on? Now, weight, the, the use of the word weight, obviously, it can mean lots of things, but they, you know, seven pounds, 10 pounds. It was a lot. And it wasn't necessarily fat. It was just that their bodies were a different shape and they, they were not feeling as good. And they were just chatting about how can we try and minimize this? The meds are going to do what the meds are going to do, but how can we try and minimize this overall? And it was a really interesting chat, actually. I completely understand what the girls in that group were talking about. It's that concern of it's probably temporary. I'm hoping it's maybe it's permanent. Maybe it's going to stick Mm -hmm. forever. If my fertility journey is long, do I have to be larger for a Mm -hmm. longer time? Mm -hmm. Is this a fit complete? Is this how I'm going to look now? I think you've hit the nail on the head. And that's what a lot of these women were talking about. And they, they were genuinely really worried about it. So what I'm excited to talk about is what can we do to try and manage that in a fertility safe way so that you still feel like you're in control. And like you said before, that your self-esteem doesn't just go through the floor. There are things that can be done. And you can have both, I think. Mm -hmm. It is possible to have both, but it does require a little bit of work. Marie, when you're dealing with your clients, so they're not coming to you, I need to lose two pounds, for example. They're probably coming to you with, I've been trying to conceive for well over a year. I've been put on the medication. Uh, Now I've got 10 pounds additional on. I'm kind of terrified because I know I have to stay on this medication in order to have a successful pregnancy, but I also feel rubbish in my own skin. How do you help that client? That's a really good question. This genuinely upsets a lot of the women I work with. I think the key thing that's stressing them out is this this lack of control, this feeling of, like you said before, is this just how I'm going to be now because I'm taking these meds and this is what it's doing to my body and I feel like I have no control over this. So the first place that I start with is let's just control what we can control. We'll control the controllables because like we've chatted about before, infertility makes you feel completely out of control of even your own body. So we will just start at the beginning. And what the things that we can control are our nutrition. We can control our body's movements and our fitness. And if you eat better and if you move more, your body will respond in a lovely way. And that will happen. Even if you're on the meds, you're still, you're still fitter and healthier than you were before. So we control what we can control. The main thing that we do is just get started. Just start. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be five workouts a week. We just want to start. And then basically, as soon as we start, every woman feels better. Even after just one workout, there's a little bit of self-belief there already. You're like, oh, I've done this. I've done this really hard thing. So you start. Actually, one client messaged me yesterday. She's doing amazing. She went to the gym yesterday. And she messaged me this morning and she said, I went to the gym last night and I have woken up wanting to go to the gym this morning. Who is this person? And I replied with, this is, and then I inserted her name and I said, so-and-so meet so-and-so. And honestly, it actually made my day today because things are changing. That's like a mental thing that's changing, not just a physical thing. So we start at the beginning and we go from there. 
Yeah, I always think that there's a gremlin behind the door in the gym. <laughs> Waiting. It's like, oh, I don't want to go in there. I'm not I'm not entirely sure I am a gym goer, I am a fit mm-hmm. person. I have been off going to the gym for a while, never build a house, ladies. And just the idea of going back, it's just like, oh God, I'm so far behind. I'm out of shape. And there's a gremlin behind the door. And what I mean by the gremlin is it's tough behind there. There's heavy things I have to lift. And and I'm going to have to get sweaty. I'm going to have to realize my own mortality. There is no gremlins. When you go in, the the thing I'm always and forever shocked by, and I've said it a hundred times, is how good I feel when I leave. Yeah. And it's making that really strong connection between those two things. When you go into gym or as Marie will say, do her workouts from home, that you will feel 100% better. Emotionally, you're just going to feel better. Physically, you're going to feel better. And Mm -hmm. you're less likely to eat all the ice cream that was in the freezer. You know, you are less likely to go there because you think, I don't want to waste all that good stuff that I've done, that I've kind of built up a bank of good stuff. If you're just building up a bank of bad stuff, it's like, to hell with it. I might as well just keep going. And what's really cool is when you do that workout, it energizes you. We know how it goes. Three o'clock in the afternoon, your your energy dips and you, you reach for that sugary cake because that's what everybody does, because it gives you the energy. Workouts energize you though. So what's really cool is you do a workout, you feel mentally better because you're taking control. You feel physically better because you've moved and you feel energized. So you don't have that craving to reach for the cake. So it's kind of two birds, one stone. You've physically moved. You've burned some calories, which if you need to lose some weight, it's a really good thing to do. And you're not eating the cake. So actually that one workout and that one kind of movement session is worth way more than you probably give it credit for. And the mental health side of things is so important. Just start, just start. Just get going, even if it's something small. And if you really, 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 really are coming from the lowest possible fitness level, walking. Yeah, 100%. Walking, walking in nature. Mm -hmm. Really good friend of mine. She suffered from bulimia for years and Mm -hmm. she went through some counseling and got herself into a much better place and obviously gained some weight because she wasn't purging anymore. She rapidly put on weight. And we're talking maybe five, six dress sizes. You know, it was rapid. But because she was doing the right things for her mental health, it was affecting her physical health. And she was really embarrassed because she was used to being super, super thin, super, super lean. She used to walk late in the evening. Her walks got longer and longer and she walked off that weight. Mm. To be out in nature, I find it a no pressure exercise. Low pressure, low impact, and it's one of the most underrated ways to stay fit and healthy. It's a fantastic thing to do. And (laughs) I'm really glad you brought up walking because it's kind of in direct contrast to one of the things that happens at this time of year. When you're on the socials, you suddenly see these adverts popping up for the summer shred, you know, the six weeks summer shred, the five weeks summer shred, lose a million pounds in five weeks. This is one of the things I wanted to talk about because we've started really positively and we've been saying the things that you should do. But what I also wanted to clarify was when we are training for your fertility summer body, let's call it that, your fertility summer body, one of the things that I would really suggest you do not do is one of these eight week summer shred programs. Have you ever done one, Roisin, actually? Non-judgmentally, just, just out of interest. Oh, I've done them all. You've done them all. all. You're a pro. 
I don't think there's one that I haven't done, actually. I've done keto, paleo, Atkins, cabbage soup. I've done the fasting. I've done intermittent mm-hmm. fasting, which actually I love. I love intermittent mm-hmm. fasting. That's probably what I do. That's what I do do, I suppose, which is the only one that has actually worked for me. If you are interested in fasting, fast like a girl, Dr. Mindy Peltz. We're going to have her on the show in the autumn. Incredible. Fast like a girl. Get the book. It's incredible. Yeah, I've done all the shredding. The holiday is booked for first week of August, we'll say. And I'll start shredding sort of the last week of July. <laughs> okay, please don't do that. <laughs> Just to be very clear. It, it, it creeps up on me. The holiday creeps up on me. I think it's really important that we talk about it though, because for anyone that is trying to navigate fertility and trying to navigate just feeling better in their clothes, this is going to pop up on your socials. It is going to pop up on the internet. The difficulty that we have in the fertility world is that anything this extreme, like the cabbage soup diet or a kind of super intense workout program, I'm not going to name names, but you know, there are plenty out there and their whole selling point is we are super intense. That really can be harmful for your body and for fertility. What we need is a more consistent program that's less intense, that allows you to work out maybe two or three times a week. You're still making progress. You're still feeling fab, but you're not absolutely smashing your body and you're not raising the cortisol levels. And the other really important thing is the summer shred kind of fitness programs and the diets, they are designed to last six to eight weeks. They are not designed to A, last longer, which we know, unfortunately, a lot of people on the fertility journey, they will be on this journey for longer than six to eight weeks. And they are not designed for you to, in week nine, suddenly start injecting yourself with all these medicines that we've been talking about. That is not what they're set up for. Please try not to jump on one of those programs because they're just, they're not designed for fertility at all. And so we need a much more consistent, less intense, longer duration program, but you will still make progress. I promise you, if you move more and you eat better and you do that consistently, I promise you, you will still make progress. But if you are coming up to a deadline, we're saying for the purposes of this podcast, a holiday, but it could be a wedding, it could be an event, it could be anything. Is there anything that you can do with your programs that you could just do a slight cut? Just want to drop that one dress size. But I also obviously want to maintain a healthy body and not in any way affect my fertility chances. Is there anything you can do? Yeah, you can. That's what's really cool about this. So one of the first things I'm going to say is try and bring in some weights into your workout. Before people kind of switch off and uh, kind of freak out a bit, please stay with me. By weights, I just mean if you're used to doing all body weight, which is, um, you know, not using dumbbells, not using kettlebells, even if you just start to bring in like a 2kg or a 4kg, into your workouts. So you hold them when you're doing the squats, you hold them when you're doing the lunges, that will start to make a massive difference to your physique. And I think what people are beginning to realize is that nice toned physique where you fit into your jeans really comfortably, you know, they're comfy around the middle, they're not kind of digging in and you're not having to undo them when you sit down. That isn't really coming from cardio. That's from getting lovely toned muscle. And that tends to come from weights rather than just smashing the cardio all the time. You can definitely add in some dumbbells. It's safe for fertility, actually really good for fertility and isn't going to overly stress your body. The other thing you can do is you can bring in resistance bands, which we've talked about before. For anyone that's not sure, they act like dumbbells. They're amazing. Like I 
I'm always talking about these. I love them. But they are a lovely, low-intensity way of really just encouraging your muscle to grow. And again, you're not going to burst into Arnold Schwarzenegger. You're going to just start to develop this lovely tone. And that will just help your clothes to feel a little bit more comfortable, which is awesome. The other thing you can do, which doesn't cause too much stress, is maybe just increase your reps by a little bit. So instead of doing the eight reps, you could maybe go to 10 or 12. And again, if you just do that consistently two or three times a week, it is going to make a genuine difference to how you're looking and feeling and you will progress. So there's lots of things you can do. You don't have to absolutely smash it. There are other ways you can do this that are lovely and safe for fertility and you'll feel good. You know, you'll feel good at the end of it for sure. Sorry to interrupt, but do you know that I offer a two-week free trial on all my training plans? This means you have access to my fertility-focused training plans, meal plans, and accountability calls for the duration of your trial. For more information and to sign up to start your free trial, get in touch at info at fitnessfertility.com. And now, back to the show. If you are going abroad or you have an event, most of the middle section is kind of taken care of. There's a lot of floaty dresses out there. Mm-hmm. If you work on your arms and legs, like that's mm-hmm. where you really put a little bit of focus, a bit, bit, bit of a toned arm, a bit of a stronger looking leg. You can get absolutely mm-hmm. away with loads because most of the time you're not striding around in a bikini. What I like to do in the weeks coming up to a holiday, I get my skipping rope out. Mm-hmm. Love skipping. I just think it's a really, really quick and easy kind of blast. Mm-hmm. And if you can just do it before you have your breakfast in the morning just Mm -hmm. get it out of the way and you're like i can't skip believe me (laughs) no one can skip no one is born knowing how to skip it's amazing once you get it you get it and it sticks forever it's kind of like riding a bike if you're going to get a skipping rope get one of those little wire ones make sure it's the right length for you you're standing on the rope and the the handle should be under your armpits no lower and no higher start with 30 seconds on a little rest go to a minute, go to two minutes, go to three minutes. It's amazing. You'll see such progress. It actually is really good for your shoulders, really good for your arms. Mm -hmm. The other thing I only heard this week because my youngest has reflux and we've been dealing with dietitians forever. And one of the things that we noticed that it was her tummy was emptying really slowly. She had got one of those crazy scans. You know, when you have the chalk drink and they, they follow it all the way through. Basically, her stomach was emptying really quite slowly. They were really thinking that that had something to do with it. So the advice is to drink a hearty glass of water before you eat anything. One that fills you up, it's got that head fake idea that you can't quite get as much past it in if you've already had a pint of water, but Mm. also it passes the food through your system faster. It's great for your skin. It's great for your metabolism and it works every time. Mm. Drinking water is a healthy habit in and of itself. Drinking it before you have your dinner you get more bang for your buck. I'm certainly going to try it over the next couple of weeks because I never, ever, ever drink enough water. It's interesting. Quite a few of my clients, because we we do the workouts, but we also do healthy habits as well and we track them. And quite a number of them at the minute, their healthy habit is water. So we really just drill into it. Yep, great target. What are you going to drink from? Where are you going to keep it? Do you have a fridge at work? Just really hammer into the details, but it works. Just a good, easy, no pressure, healthy habit. We should all be drinking more water. I love, Maria, what you said about toning and the weights and how that's really important. If you want to get yourself feeling better and really don't have to change much about your diet at all, you will look better 
just by doing weight training, just by lifting heavy things regularly. Also, you will carry yourself better. Your posture will be better. If your posture is better, your shoulders will be down. You will feel less stressed. You will get less backache. Lifting the weights, being toned, huge benefits. And hopefully you'll just feel a bit more comfortable in your own skin whilst also being fertility safe. So we've got our weight training, skipping, water, better posture. Is there anything else that we can do that can sort of snap us into shape but not be stressful? One of the things we haven't talked about yet is, of course, nutrition. I think nutrition gets really overly complicated very quickly. One of the key things you can do to really reduce bloating, to reduce your sugar cravings, to reduce your headaches, is to just start to make lovely little changes to what you're eating. We've had Julia Young and we've had Katie Bradbury on the show, our kind of fertility nutritionists. And the things that they always say are... The Mediterranean diet has been shown time and time again to be very healthy, particularly for fertility. Eating the rainbow, we've talked about a lot. And I know Julia is always talking about making vegetables the champion of your plate. If you really do reflect and perhaps keep a journal on what you're eating, and then you notice that actually I am having chocolate every day, or I am having a latte with sugary syrup in it every day, just become a little bit more aware of what you're eating and see if there's some lovely easy substitutes you can make. Try and really focus on this Mediterranean way of eating. Try and get loads of colours in your diet and this will very quickly help you to feel better it will reduce bloating it will give you more energy and it doesn't have to be overly complicated so eat the rainbow lots of colors track what you're eating a little bit more because it can be really surprising you know when you actually start to look at it and you're like oh crikey didn't actually realize i was eating this thing that often in the week i'm going to give you a really visual example which isn't great for podcasts <laughs> i'm going to give it a go when I was in corporate job, I was given this demonstration. And I think a lot of people have seen it. It's where you take a big glass bowl and you fill it full of sand. And then you fill it full of pebbles and then you fill it full of silt. And then you try and get some rocks in on top. Have you ever seen this, Maria? I haven't. Okay. You do a rough count about how many rocks you can get into this bowl at the end. And obviously you can't get a huge amount because you've already filled it with all the sand and silt and, and pebbles. So then they take exactly the same size glass bowl and they put the rocks in first. You fill that bowl with rocks and then you pour in the sand and it slides between the rocks and the and, and so there's the silt and the pebbles fall in between the rocks. And basically you get a huge amount more into the bowl by how you layer the bowl. And the reason why they were telling us about this was because those rocks were meant to be your objectives mm. and the pebbles were meant to be tasks. And there was this idea of start with your objectives. Start with the things that you absolutely want to achieve. Mm. Put those into the bowl first. But I think it's true for nutrition and how you build a plate is exactly the same thing. If you fill your diet with the rocks, which are the vegetables, the fruits, the stuff that's good for you, and you fill your bowls with that, then there's less room for all that other stuff. Yeah. Because you don't really need it. Mm -hmm. because it's not hunger. It's really hard to binge when you're really, really not hungry. If you're a little bit hungry, that's when, that's when, that's when <laughs> chaos starts happening. You know, that's when, I, oh, do you know what? I could have a biscuit. Mm -hmm. I don't know if this is a female thing, but it's quite a bad habit that when I wake up in the morning, 
part of my mood is dictated by how well I ate and exercised the day before. And it's actually something I'm trying to work on because I'm not so sure that's a healthy way to do it. But for good or for bad, I always feel better when I've had a nice healthy dinner the day before. And it just puts me in a better place the next day. You don't start the next day by giving it to yourself by what you yep. did the day before. Yeah. Or, you know, having a go at yourself for falling off a, a diet when you've tried to restrict too much. And when really, if you hadn't given yourself carb blanche with the salads and the fruits and the vegetables, you wouldn't have strayed that far. And tomorrow's another day. Start yeah. again. It's absolutely, absolutely cool. Every single one of us started a diet and fallen off. Every single one of us has to get back onto it. Even the Instagram models, they do it for the photo shoot, they do it for the reels, and then they're straight at McDonald's afterwards, I can assure you. <laughs> no one can keep 100%, 100% of the time. The other thing I'll say is a little bit of a freebie when it comes to weight loss is sleep more. 100%. Sleep is one of the most crucial components to weight loss for people that need to lose weight. And again, we have looked at this in a lot more detail, but it is definitely worth the reminder. Just reflect on how much sleep are you actually getting? Because again, it's really easy to think, yeah, 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 I'm definitely getting, you know, seven or eight hours a night. And actually, when you look at it, well, you're going to bed at 10, but you're faffing on your phone till 11. Reels, Maria. Reels. Reels oh, Roisin, are reels. The reels. <laughs> There are some funny ones though, Roisin. They are the thief <laughs> of sleep. Oh my God, they are. And this is why I'm like sending you funny reels, Roisin. I don't even know if you find the ones I send you funny, but I think they're hilarious. But this is the problem. You're like, yeah, yeah, I've gone to bed at 10. You haven't. You've gone to sleep at half past 11 because you've been sending your BFF reels. This is the problem. And then it interferes with your sleep. You wake up the next day, you're hungry, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, those of us managing our BMI, sleep is massive. And again, it just helps you feel better the next day. I do want to kind of say in relation to everything we're talking about today, this isn't to do with everyone having to be a certain body size or a certain body type. That's absolutely not what we're about. We know that through fertility treatment, it's very easy for you just not to feel comfortable in your own body. And it's just a much happier place to be in if you're more comfortable in your body, if your shorts are fitting, if your t-shirt's fitting in, you're in a happier place. It's not to do with having to be a certain size or a certain weight. It's just to help you be the best version of you. Absolutely. If you think of standing tall and being toned, think of drinking more water and having more sleep. If you think of eating more fruit, eating more vegetables, you're just going to feel better. If we can get some of those things in place, if I can get some of those things in place, I know mm. I'm happier. Am I ready for the catwalk of the land? No. Do I really but, want to be? No. no. I'm five foot three. <laughs> but that's not the point. It's, it's, it's not what I want. I want to have a useful, healthy body that will age well and that I don't have to stress myself through not eating and over-exercising in order to try and achieve some quite unrealistic expectations. Couldn't agree more. And when it comes to the super skinny thing, actually, that's really bad for fertility as well. We don't want your body fat to be that low. You can be lovely and toned. You can fit into your shorts and putting these nice healthy habits in place that we've talked about today. And the very final, I suppose, healthy habit to help you achieve this wonderful summer body that you're proud of and that can still do its job when it comes to fertility is accountability. I yeah. think there's nothing that will hold you to your word than having a chat with somebody. 
anyone mm-hmm. and saying, I'm going to have a plan. I'm going to do this. I want you to hold me accountable for this. And this is why I love Intention Setting Sundays. It's where we we sit down, we look at our calendars, we think, oh, we've got, uh, we've got our meeting on the Wednesday night, so I can't do my workout then, so I'm going to shift my workout to the Tuesday. And then by the time I chat with you again next week, these are the things I would like to have achieved. And again, for the record, it doesn't have to be I have smashed out four workouts and I've done all of the running and I've been perfect on my diet. Actually, for a lot of clients, it's going to be, I'm going to aim for two to three workouts and I've been finding it really difficult to get the workouts in. So even if I just get one set in in each of those workouts, that's amazing. That's progress. And when we check in the next week, if you've achieved that, fantastic. We will celebrate it. And then maybe next week we'll look at getting both sets in. But it does work because it takes the psychological pressure off. And then we chat about it the next week. So yeah, accountability is massive. No one has to be extreme. Added a few healthy habits, and even with the healthy habits, you don't have to employ them all at the same time. Add one a week, and by the end of the summer, you will feel great. Maria, what will we be talking about next week? Next week, we are going to look at the impact that fertility can have on your relationships and how your attachment style can then affect how you get on with your significant other. We're bringing in a bit of psychology and we're going to help people to reflect on their own way of managing stress and managing relationships and hopefully just give people a little bit of helpful advice as they navigate their fertility journey. Thank you so much for listening to this week's show. Remember to subscribe to get a shiny new episode each week and please rate, comment and really importantly share with your friends, especially our trying to conceive sisters. You never know who's struggling and they may need that little bit of extra help. This may come as a surprise, but we are not doctors or nutritionists. We strongly recommend that you consult your doctor and nutritionist before beginning any exercise or nutrition program. Get everything checked out first. Your safety is our priority. This has been a Worth a Listen production.